Hey, dear ones, did you know that you have a built-in compass guiding you to your soul mission with all the tools you need to fulfill that soul mission? Sound exciting? Then join me for a Soul Blueprint, the only certification program that reveals how to amplify your five spiritual gifts so you can consciously create a life and business of massive soul line success. Enroll now at allisonscammell.com forward slash soul blueprint. And you can find that link in the show notes. Good day to you. This is Allison Scammell. And our episode today is exploring one of my most favorite topics, and that is manifestation. I spoke to manifestation coach Katie Jones about how we can intentionally manifest a successful life and business. Katie shares the most common misperception about manifestation she encounters in her work, a step-by-step process to manifest business success, and how to troubleshoot when you're feeling out of alignment to your desires. We end the discussion on a challenge that will have you manifesting the business of your dreams. So stay with us until the end. Welcome to She Grows, a podcast for soul-guided women entrepreneurs ready to be seen and get fully booked using their unique genius, intuitive voice, and spirit guides. Each week, we'll explore how to create offerings based on what you do best, so you can have a wait list of ideal clients and bring in continuous income. I'm your host, Allison Scammell. Let's get growing. Hello there, She Grows Nation. That is the name of this sisterhood of soul-guided entrepreneurs. Today, we're talking to Katie Jones about the exciting world of manifestation. Katie Jones is a manifestation coach, women's circle facilitator, certified yoga teacher, and spiritual meditation guide. Her mission is to help the world heal through the power of aligned, intentional manifestation. She does this by holding space for growth and transformation through a spiritual yet practical coaching style for groups and private clients. I had so much fun talking to Katie and I learned so much from her. Please enjoy. Welcome, Katie. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today about manifestation. Absolutely. It's my absolute pleasure, Allison. Thanks so much for having me. Ugh, I love, I love law of attraction. <laughs> I just, I've been a, a student of it for a while and I love the idea of just manifesting all the things you want to manifest in your life. So I'm super excited for this topic. What is the most common misperception or misunderstanding about manifestation that you encounter in your work? That's such a great question because, you know, it's something that stumps a lot of people. When I first started getting into studying the law of attraction, which was from watching the movie The Secret, which I think a lot of people hear about it for the first time in that way, and they focus a lot on 
focusing on what you want and being an, an energetic match for what it is that you want. And so I think that's people's first introduction to manifestation, which is accurate and wonderful, but it misses a really important part, which is what happens when you are experiencing something that you don't want? What do you do then? And that includes both your inner experience, the negative self-talk, the limiting beliefs, the shame, the guilt that you're holding on to, and outer experiences like, whoa, this partner in my life is not aligned and like what did I do to attract that and kind of a, a lot of people kind of skip over that part and they don't really take the time to integrate the underlying lesson and the underlying significance of that contrast of those low vibe feelings. And what I'm talking about is what a lot of you might hear people talk about shadow or the sh or shadow work. And so a lot of people avoid their shadow work and, and they don't do it intentionally. They don't know that they're doing it. But basically, anytime you are refusing to feel something negative, like you just kind of want to push it away or like, oh, I don't really want to address my, you know, my relationship with my dad. Like, ugh, it just kind of is what it is. Like, you just don't really want to address those things, but whether that's because you're like, I want to focus on feeling good, you know, or you just have been taught that, right? Because a lot of us are, are taught from a very young age not to feel our emotions, not to cry, you know, girls don't get angry, like ladies don't do this, you know, and so we have been taught to kind of push down our negative emotions. And so I think the co most common misconception that I see is that like, we for some reason need to skip over negative emotions in the manifestation process when really, they are a gateway into the manifestation process. Mm, that's so good. And I think so relevant for entrepreneurs because, right, we put out a program or an offering and we don't get the kind of reception that we hope for. And I think that so often that puts us in, like it puts us in this space of we're, we're getting what we don't want, right? And so then when we go to put that program or that that product out there again a second time, I think it's sometimes hard for, for entrepreneurs to lift themselves out of that. And so they inadvertently end up manifesting more of what they don't want. So what would you say like for that, like if there's an entrepreneur who's out there, you know, not getting the kind of signups they want. Now, of course it's marketing, like there's a lot of things at play here. So they have to tweak their, their marketing or tweak their offering or their ideal client or whatever. But from a manifestation perspective, what would you tell that, that entrepreneur? Yeah, it's funny because I've been that entrepreneur. So I'm so glad that you brought this up. <laughs> As have I. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when you're not getting what you want in your life, your next question is where am I out of alignment with my truth? Where am I not? following the path of least resistance for my heart and my desires. Because a lot of times entrepreneurs see, especially if you're in the online space, you see what everyone else is doing and what they and what has made them successful. And so you're like, great, I just need that strategy. But that strategy doesn't apply to your ideal lifestyle, your unique human design, if that's something that you're into, your ideal client and unique gifts that you have, your unique experiences. And there's a program structure or a offering that like 
you can get your energy behind, you know? And I, I've noticed that shift in myself because for a long time I was like launching courses, like everyone else, like launching courses, launching courses, launching courses, and they were not filling up. And then I realized like, okay, let me take a step back and like really look at my experience and how I like to serve people. And when I looked at and realized like I spent, I, I, I'm just going to ballpark this, like eight years in the camping industry as a professional. And gathering women in small circles was so important to me at, at that time. And that was how I really made connections with both counselors and with the campers. Because I had like teenagers. I was always with the high school kids who were looking for and like getting to the point in their lives where they're craving that kind of thing. So how can I bring that into my business model? And serve in a way that honors my unique experience. And so it is, like you said, it, there's so many things at play, right? Like your marketing could be off your, you know, just your, how you're showing up online at all, if at all, <laughs> um, could be off too, you know, like there's so many different things, but it all goes back to honoring what feels good to you. And if you prioritize what feels good to you, whether that's in your business or outside of your business, it's should be both, then you're going to be in alignment with what feels good. And that's when ideas come to you that feel good and that will move your business closer and closer to what it is that you desire it to be. Because if you have that desire, then you have the potential to fulfill that desire in this lifetime. Yeah, that's so good. And I love the idea of following that path of least resistance in your business that when just getting into that flow of you showing up as your most true authentic self. And this is not something that happens overnight. <laughs> it took me a long time to get into this and I'm still learning, but I do feel exactly what you said when I'm in that flow and I'm filling up my programs. It is that path of least resistance. It is that flow that I'm in alignment. This just feels good. This feels correct. It feels true. And that's when that manifestation can really start to cook. I was just going to say, and oftentimes as heart led, you know, spiritual entrepreneurs who want to make the world a better place, like there is that element of you know, making it bigger than yourself it really helps you get into that flow where you're like, this is of service to the highest good. I have to do this. I don't have any other choice. You know, like this is what I'm on this earth to do. And that, I don't know, at least for me, that fire has been like that. If I just keep stoking that, then I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yes. So when was, did it become clear for you that you were meant to be a manifestation coach? I, I think it clicked for me that I was meant to be a coach. There's this one specific story from summer camp. So I grew up going to summer camps and then I was a counselor in summer camps. And then I went to a different camp to be a full-time staff member later on in my like mid twenties. And when I was a full-time staff member at a summer camp outside of Austin, Texas, I taught lifeguarding. I wasn't like I like I said I mentioned I worked with the high school kids. So when you're 16, you'd go through this whole leadership program and that includes learning how to become a lifeguard. So I got certified to certify lifeguards and was the one facilitating this training. And there's a portion before you can even like start the 
start the training, there is a pre-test that you have to do. So anyone who's listening to this who has ever become certified as a lifeguard is like nodding their head right now. Like, yeah, the pre-test, like everyone kind of dreads it because it weeds people out. Like if you're not, if you can't do the pre-test, like you can't become a lifeguard or continue on with the training. So there's all this pressure because you're at summer camp and you're 16 years old and you want to impress the boys. And like, you know, it's just like a really funny energy to be around. But it's, you know, it's like, it's a, it is a co-ed camp. I should mention that. And so there's a portion where they have a brick on their chest and they have to swim from like one, one side of the pool to the other side of the pool with a brick on their chest. And, you know, everyone's like going and it's a pretty athletic group. Like everyone can pretty much do it and everyone's cheering each other on. And it's really great. And really super sweet to watch. And there's one girl that goes and she's very thin and gets in the water and is like struggling. Like this brick is on her chest and she's like, not drowning, but like she's not doing great and not getting very far. And she gets out of the water defeated, like doesn't do the whole thing. And I can tell like her whole energy is just like sunken in and, you know, it's just like completely transformed her just not just not those few seconds. And so I look her in the eyes and I was like, let's just call her Stacy, Stacy. And I repeated this quote that one of my mentors said to me before, which was anything that you can't do is just something you can't do yet. And a few more kids went and as she like, gathered herself up and I still get emotional thinking about this. And she got back in the water and did it faster than anyone else that day. <laughs> like she just crushed it. And I was like, oh my God, like that is the power of coaching right there, you know? And I think then and there it was like, wow, I'm meant to do this for the rest of my life. And I didn't know, I didn't think that that meant that I would be teaching lifeguarding, but like helping and supporting and uplifting women was like, wow, like that really just got me excited about life, you know? And a few years later, I signed up for a course on how to create courses because like I said before, I thought, you know, I was convinced that was the moneymaker. Like that's what everyone, that's how everyone got rich on the internet now was like creating educational content. And so I took a course on creating courses and she, it was with this woman named Danielle Leslie and her course is called Course from Scratch. And to be honest, I didn't even finish the whole thing because I got pretty clear that courses were just not what I wanted to do and how I wanted to hold space. But she asked you in the beginning, like, don't create a course, like, just because you think it's going to make money, like create a course. And this is about choosing the topic on a topic that like really gets you excited. And by, by that point, I like something that you want to be your legacy. And by that point, I had been running a podcast for, I guess, like four months at that point. And I was talking a lot about like women traveling and like manifesting their best lives and um, just interviewing a lot of women who were doing that. And I was traveling, I was in Costa Rica at the time. So I was like, I want to talk about manifesting. Like, I think more women need to understand this concept in order to step into that best version of themselves that's going to automatically attract their best lives. And so that's when I kind of put two and two together. And I was like, coaching manifestation, is this a thing? <laughs> Apparently, there's a few people out there doing it, you know, obviously, I'll have my own spin on it. But yeah, I guess it was like those two distinct instances that brought brought it together. That's so cool. I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing. I'd be interested to know, Katie, what you say, who, what you say to the skeptics out there, because I know that there are skeptics 
who doubt that we have the ability to manifest our ideal life. And they say, well, you don't just step into your ideal self and manifest your best life. You have to hustle your way to success. So what do you say to those skeptics out there? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say, you know, well, I guess I'll talk to the non-skeptics first and say, it doesn't matter what you believe, whatever you believe is what your life will be. Whatever you believe is what your life will be. So if you are tired of hustling and you're tired of grinding, because I think there's a lot of people out there that really do, at least in some portions of their life, really like the hustle and really like the grind. And they like the life they're living in skepticism. And that's great. They should, you know, like I hope that they enjoy their lives. But for those of you who are not enjoying your life or you're not enjoying certain elements of your life, like how much money you have coming in and out of your life and uh, the relationships, like, do they feel like fear? Do they feel like love? Like, what do they feel like? Your career, is it fulfilling? Do you love waking up every morning to go do what it is that you do? Or is there a gap there? Are you not fulfilled in your work? Like, and, and you're still a skeptic, then okay, to hang out there. But for those of you that are just willing to try something, like, I don't know, do a scientific experiment, give it a try, like give it a good go. And you can't possibly tell me that you, like, if you're not willing to give it a try, then it's not real, <laughs> right? Like that's not science. Science is actually like creating a hypothesis and going through with an experiment. So do an experiment, study it, try it out and see what happens in your life. And if you're still a skeptic, okay. But I think you're going to find out if you at least follow what I teach you, you're going to find out that there's such thing as magic. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And it's something I also... Uh, encourage my listeners to do with, I do a lot of talking, uh, a lot of teaching on connecting to higher self and connecting to spirit guides. Sometimes people are skeptical. They're like, I want to believe I have spirit guides, but I just haven't seen enough proof, right? The human brain wants proof. It wants evidence that what we're doing is worthwhile. And so I love the whole, give it a try, experiment it, give it 30 days, suspend disbelief and see what happens. So let's go ahead and suspend disbelief if it's there. And Katie, can you give us some spef some specific ways we can use manifestation tools or exercises to manifest, let's say, business success, because this podcast is targeted towards entrepreneurs? Of course. So hmm, the first thing that I would say is to set a clear goal. But then once you've set that clear goal, whether that's a financial goal, like let's just say 10K months, I feel like that's like a milestone that a lot of people want to hit. 10K months. What is it going to feel like in your body when you hit that 10K? When you look at your finances, however it is that you do that, whether that's on PayPal or 
someone does it for you. When you get that report back and it says that you brought in 10K, what is the feeling in your body? Like, holy shit. I just, sorry, can I don't know if I can cuss or not. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> it's mine. I hit it. I brought it in and it was so easy and so fun. And everyone is perfect in my program. And like, I'm so excited to get them their transformation. And it was so, they just wanted to pay me and they were ready to pay me and they're ready to do the work. And oh my gosh, like this is amazing. 10K months, it happened. Get into that feeling as much as possible. Set alarms on your phone to remind you to like spend what Abraham Hicks always says, like do do it for 17 seconds and do it for another 17 seconds <laughs> and then just keep doing it, <laughs> um, you know, until you feel good. And it'll start to like vibrate throughout your day and your whole your energy will start to shift into a higher and higher vibration. Now you're going to also attract, you're also going to, I don't want to say attract, you're going to also notice that there are a lot of thoughts going through your head telling you why you cannot have this, you know, why, all the reasons why it's impossible and you'll never get there and it's going to be hard and you have to hustle and you don't have the audience for it and you don't have the program yet. Like all of these thoughts are going to come up to your head to tell you that you can't have it. And so your job is to do the shadow work and look at those thoughts and say, hold on a second. That's just a thought. I can release it. I don't have to believe it. I choose to focus on what it is that I want. That's your work. Nice. I choose to focus on what it is I want. I love that because sometimes I've heard in the past manifestation gurus say, well, if you don't like number goals, don't set number goals. Just don't put number goals out there. And what I tell my clients, you tell me, tell me, Katie, if this is good, what I say, because <laughs> I think it's supporting what you're saying. I tell people to set the number goals and notice the resistance. Notice, as you're saying, the shadow that comes up when you say, I want a 10K month. And I love how you are so like, so I, I always tell people to get superlative too, like get ideal scenario. So you don't want, just want a 10K month, right? You want easy, fun, ideal clients, like everybody's excited to join, excited to invest, like all those things that you were saying. And then once you put it out there, notice what your brain is kicking in to say, well, that's going to be hard and that's not going to happen. And it's never happened in the past. So why will it happen now? So all those thoughts that will come up and that's your homework, right? Yeah, your homework. Am I giving good advice to my yes, people? Yes, yes. And because like, <laughs> because I think I don't like the idea of, of not setting money goals because it's a business. It's a business. Like if you want it to just be a hobby that you do, then who cares about money? But if you want this to be your contribution to the world and how you can support your family through your talents and gifts and experience and education, like most people in the world, then like you should, you, then money is a part of it. Avoiding the money part of it is just indicative of your shadows with money and what you need to heal around money. And I think that that is so important as a business owner, because as if you're, if your personal finances are a mess, or at least like you just don't have them where you want them and you're not comfortable working with money and understanding how it flows in and out and 
specifically what your needs are and your ideal lifestyle is, that's a problem. Like you need to get really clear on that as a business owner because your your relationship with money is like half of your business. I totally agree. I totally agree. And the thing about setting number goals and then achieving them or getting closer, maybe you don't achieve it, but you're closer than you were last time, that the more you do that and the closer you get to hitting it, the easier it is to do it and hit it. Does that make sense? I Yes, absolutely. Because one of the things, so I took Amanda Francis's money mentality makeover this year and that was I just like being in her energy. I'm not sure if you're if you're familiar with who she is, but I'm not. I like the title of that though. Yeah, she just like is just like you can have everything anything that you want, you know, and so her energy is really nice to be in. But but yeah, she she just really like breaks down how our relationship with money is a relationship. You know, it's an energy and so just like stepping into that embodiment is is a complete game changer for me and being able to get closer and closer to each goal that I set like you said like it gets easier and easier because you set what Amanda calls energetic minimums along the way you're like okay I'm no I am no longer like you kind of as your business grows you're also investing more in your business usually at least for me like I'm offboarding things like to uh podcast managers and different automation tools and that kind of thing so your investment goes into it more and you start to set energetic minimums like I'm no longer energetically available to make any less than blank because that number is what I need to run my business. Like that's the minimum. And you just kind of gradually keep increasing that and also increasing not necessarily maximums, but like the goal or I guess like what you're, what you're targeting for. So yeah, that's something else that like trains up with time and with your energy increase. I like that idea of energetic minimum. That is so good. And it's such an important part of growing the business is investing in help so you can what stay in your zone of genius and stay you know not doing the things that you hate doing and it's going to pull you down energetically and vibrationally like you're inve- you're offloading just as you said the stuff that is the stuff you don't love that's the first thing to offload i always say the things about your business you don't love so you're at, you know with each passing month or year in your business as your business grows, you're more and more and more of your day in your zone of genius, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then you're staying at those high vibes and in those high vibrations, it is really, then you get into that path of least resistance and just able to just call in that stuff that you want to call in. So let's talk about that for a second. I like to allow my soul <laughs> to decide what it is I want to call in. Right. So it's like sometimes it's like really the first the first step in all of this is deciding what it is you want. Well, that's a big question, right? What do we want? Sometimes it's kind of that's that's a question, right? What is it do we really want? So I kind of delegate that question over to my heart, to my to my higher self. How how do you approach that question when someone says to you, Katie, I'm not really sure what it is I want or what I should want, or I get hung up on that question. I do the exact thing. I connect people to their wise inner guide is what 
my mentor calls it and what I call it too, like your inner wise woman who lives in your heart. And so all of my sessions, whether it's my women's circles or my one-on-one coaching sessions, start off with a guided meditation where we connect to the earth and we connect to our heart space, inviting our wise inner guide to be with us during the conversation. And all of that is very intentional. And we, if ever we, the conversation ends up in a place where it's like, I don't know what I want. And that, like, just like how you, how you just described, cause that happens a lot. Like, I don't, like, I'm just, you know, they're just kind of all caught up in it. We pause and we reconnect to the wise inner guide. And, you know, after a few deep breaths and centering again, like you ask the same question, like if anything were possible, what would you do? What would you have? Who would you be? Where would you live? You know, and in a state of that calm, centered, more rest and digest stage instead of the fight, flight, freeze stage, when you're in that more calm and relaxed state, you can connect to that inner wisdom and hear that inner guidance. And, you know, the the hustlers out there, I worry about them because, well, at least, you know, I think COVID really did a lot of favors for a lot of people when it comes to slowing them down. A lot of people have been like, wow, I, I couldn't have kept going at that that level that I was at. And now I realize like how wonderful it is when I take care of myself again. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like talk about silver linings. So yeah, I mean, that's where the answers lie. Like the answers do not lie in a coach. The answers do not lie in a strategy. The answers do not lie in a course. They lie within you. And those things can definitely help you along your way. But at the end of the day, like we can all think back to courses that we took where we didn't apply everything to our lives because we didn't either agree or we weren't comfortable with it at that time or whatever it is. Like we always are following. Well, ideally, we're following what feels good. And, you know, I learned things in, in, as a business owner that I haven't applied, you know, just because they don't feel good to who I am and to how I want to show up in the world. And when I show up in my truth, clients literally pop out of nowhere. Like I have three discovery calls booked next week that I had no calls to action to. They just found me. I love that. I love that. That is awesome when that happens. And that really, to me, indicates when you are getting the discovery calls out of nowhere that you really are in alignment. I think it's just evidence of that in alignment to that wise inner guide. That's so cool. So what are some common pitfalls that you see in in people trying to manifest with intention? And how can we troubleshoot? Mm, yeah. So sometimes when you, when you realize, okay, my manifestations are not happening, (laughs) like something's like, I'm, I'm looking around and I've been like trying to manifest this one thing and it's like not here. What am I doing wrong? Well, first of all, you're focusing on the fact that it's not there. Whatever you're focusing on and putting your attention on is what the universe will continue to reflect back to you. So it really is 
all about radical responsibility. And depending on how woo you're willing to go, you know, like there might even be some, I mean, there we're all holding generational trauma and limiting beliefs that have been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And a lot of that has just been like coping mechanisms really. But, but it's important to, to look at those and to understand that they exist. And the more that you deny that, like the longer you're going to be like pushing out, getting what it is that you desire. So go ahead and just cut that time in half and do your shadow work. Really, really look at the limiting beliefs that may, that you might, that it might be subconscious, you know, and you might not be currently aware of, but even what I found is even like setting the intention to like, okay, like I'm, please guide me, you know, like guide me towards whatever limiting belief I'm having, I'm holding on to that's preventing this, but also like, guide me into being the version of myself that already has this guide me into saying the things that that this version of myself would say guide me to holding myself in the energy of already having what it is that I want like show me ways that this can be easier and you know sometimes it's we are look even looking at like the fear of success, even bigger than the fear of failure. Like a lot of people are holding on to a belief that like, if I'm successful in this, then I'll lose my friends. My family will despise me because like, they don't like rich people or whatever it is. Like all those are some limiting beliefs to look at as well. And then also, I've also talked to a lot of women who are, who this last one resonates with where that manifestation that isn't really happening for you or like maybe you're feeling a lot of resistance around, is it really your desire or are you trying to manifest based off of society's expectation of you or what it is that your partner wants or that your mom wants and you just don't really want it? Like you need to sit down and tune into your wise inner guide and ask yourself like, is this what I want? And if not, what do I want? And then the last thing that I'll say is when you're troubleshooting a manifestation, always remember to surrender. <laughs> always remember to surrender. And the way that I surrender, my surrender statement is always, I, you know, I set my desires. Every time I set a desire, set a goal, set a, a, a new number in my business, I always say this or something better for the highest good of all involved with grace and ease. This or something better for the highest good of all involved with grace and ease. Like I release the fact that there could be a better option out there. So just show me how to get there. Nice. Access consciousness. I love it. Is that what that's called? Yeah, that's, that is a wonderful mantra from the coaching school of access consciousness, which I love. Mm. Yeah, it was one of those things that like it was passed down from my mentor. And so I wouldn't be surprised if she has studied there. I love it. And yes, surrender is so important. And it really is, you know, surrender is profound. So it's I find surrender to be a journey. Like it's just something you have to kind of continually teach yourself how to do or get in alignment to. I don't know, teach yourself is the right words, but it's um, not always easy to surrender. But I think that 
it's so important and it's 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 i don't know if 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 you see what i'm saying trying to get to katie like did you find that you have to kind of practice surrendering how would you describe that mm, yeah i'm getting a little i'm not describing it well no i i but i totally hear you because i i have a perfect story for what it is i think you're asking definitely need to practice the art of surrender <laughs> we we don't naturally want to do it. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, you know, even as a manifestation coach, like I have to practice it constantly, constantly, constantly. Even this past week, I had a, a psychic medium channel, my spirit guide who I call my, I call her my wise inner guide. Like she's who I imagine when I'm inviting my wise inner guide into conversations. And she was with me during a live stream that I was doing in the psychic medium on the live stream. Cause it was specific to light workers. So it was, it was a light workers workshop series. And so she was, she, on the last day, she attended all three days live on zoom. And on the last day she messaged me afterwards on Instagram. and was like, I just have to tell you that there was a spirit near you and she has a lot of things that she wants me to tell you. And I hope that this is okay that I'm even telling you this. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. Let's get on a call. And she, she told me a bunch of things that like made me just like, oh my gosh, like I needed to hear these things so badly. But one thing was just go to Sedona within the next few days. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to Sedona. And I made no plans except for a sound healing on my last night there. And that was it. And I just packed my bags and booked a, a dog-friendly Airbnb outside of Sedona and went and had no plans and ended up having this magical, beautiful experience that like I will literally remember for the rest of my life. It will always be a memory that I go back to, to just tune into like, the mystery and magic of life because it was just, it felt like time stopped for me. And, and it was just such a beautiful experience. So that trip was the art of surrender for me. On the way back, I had all of these realizations and just clarity around so many things that I had questions about. Like I'm just sitting in this, in, in this, like, what's my next move type of place in my life, or at least I was until this trip. And now it's just like, boom, crystal clarity. I know what to do. I know where to invest. Like it's time to make moves. Let's go. <laughs> that is a brilliant example of surrender. And I have a hunch that you had moments that you were like, this is crazy. Yes. I can't just go to Sedona. Like what? Right? Yes. So many moments where I was like, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And even while I was in Sedona, I was like, this is crazy. I have to pinch myself. <laughs> of like what's happening. It just felt so magical. I love it. That is such a beautiful example of what I was trying to get at. So I, last question. Well, I have a couple more questions. So what I've noticed in my life and talking to peers is that there's been a little bit of a shift and I want to see if you've experienced something similar in your life and in your work. I've noticed that I've been putting stuff out there in terms of like goals or desires and it's come back to me. And, and, and I want to say that I've noticed this more recently, like I, I want to say in 2020, that I put out a desire and it's come back to me as you know, in terms of like, I hit the numbers or the targets, but it didn't come back to me as I expected. <laughs> Has that, I mean, and I know that's, that's part of manifesting, 
But have you noticed that in your life a little bit more profoundly lately? Yes. That is why we surrender to this or something better for the highest good of all involved. Because we can say all day in our business, like, I want to bring in X amount. But the first time that I hit, actually, no, it was the second month that I hit my goals in my business and here in 2020, my, like money came from like, I got $700 from my grandfather out of the blue. And I was like, I'm of course counting this, you know, <laughs> like this counts of money I manifested, even though it didn't come through my business. Like this is even better because I'm, I don't think I'm going to get taxed on it. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, like money, I mean, anything will come in a way that's just going to be so, because you don't, you don't know all of the possibilities. And we like to try to control the outcome because we're human. But the thing is, is when you control the outcome, you limit the, you limit the options to only the things that you're aware of. But there are so many other people out there that you don't even realize are thinking about you or like whatever else is going on in the universe and everyone else's homes. Like you just don't know what's going on. So if you can just open yourself up to the fact that like, you don't know and you you're open to things happening in ways that are that feel completely unexpected and magical then like yeah that's that's how it works that is absolutely amazing i love what you just said you don't know all the possibilities mm -hmm. that is so freaking true and i've never really seen it that way before and that is exactly true mm -hmm. you just you there's no way uh, one human brain can rationally like list out in a list the possibilities right only you know only the divine knows yeah <laughs> what's really out there for you exactly like when i went to sedona a friend from like that i haven't seen in years or even spoken to in years i wasn't even following on instagram like reached out to me and, and was like, let's hang out. And I was like, what? You're here? Like, cool. And then it ended up being this like, you know, like I could have never guessed that that person was down there, you know? It's just, yeah, it's wild <laughs> where things come from. Yeah, that is so brilliant. Okay, so Katie, last question. And this is what I ask. I, I like to put my guests on the spot a little bit. And I always ask each of my guests to leave our listeners with a challenge. Mm. I challenge the listeners to meditate for five to 10 minutes every day for 30 days. Ideally, first thing in the morning, five to 10 minutes, that's all it takes. And when you meditate, because I know that's really scary for a lot of people, <laughs> all you're doing is sitting down. You can just sit up in bed or on the edge of your bed or fold a pillow in half and prop your butt up. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Let it out through your nose. One. In through your nose. Through your nose. One. In through your nose. Out through your nose. One. Just set a timer. Five to ten minutes. That's all you have to do. And you'll notice that your thoughts will wander away from the one that's okay. That's going to happen. It's going to happen. It will always happen. Just notice when it does happen and say, oh, I'm not meditating. I'm going to come back to one. Inhale through your nose. Exhale through your nose. One. And that's it. 30 days. Beautiful. And how is that going to help me with my manifesting? How that's going to help you is that you are going to get 
into the practice of identifying your thoughts and realizing that's a thought and sending it away and coming back to your focus because that is the manifestation process. You realizing those thoughts that tell you you cannot have what you want and that it's going to be hard and that you have to hustle and you, you're not good enough and you're not worthy and who am I and all those things. And you're going to need to notice those thoughts and send them away one by one. Let them just dissolve and then return back to what it is that you desire. Ugh, Katie, that's a brilliant challenge. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for taking the time to share your wisdom today. This has been brilliant. I've, I'm just like, I feel like I've renewed my sense of, all right, I'm, I'm kind of excited to get up tomorrow morning and manifest and just look into my desires and get clear. And is there any shadow work I got to do? So this has been really, really spectacular. Please tell our listeners how they can find you. Absolutely. So I am very often on Instagram um, at Womanifester. So that's W-O-M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T-E-R. It's like woman and manifester together. And also on womanifester.com, you can go and learn more about my programs, my online women's circles, my one-on-one um, -on -one coaching packages. And I'm not sure when this is going to air, but I just put down a deposit for a van. So I'm going to be doing some sort of 2021 tour of nice. Yeah. I have a lot of clients all over the U S so I, I'm, I just want to visit, visit those folks and host, host women's circles in person, like in parks and things. So who knows where we'll be with COVID, but um, I'm a fingers crossed that we're going to heal right up. <laughs> Yeah, that's brilliant. And I have my, I'm a psychic medium as well. And my, my sources are telling me when this pandemic energy passes more or less, and it's going to be around in certain layers for a while, but when we get over the biggest of the humps, there is going to be this super strong desire and craving for three-dimensional connection. So I think that if your wise inner self is guiding you to the van in 2021, I think that's a pretty wise place to be. Love it. Thank you for that. I appreciate <laughs> that so much. You're so welcome. Oh my gosh. So all those links will be in the show notes. Do get in Katie's world. Follow her on social media. This is really like, hey, I'm I'm saying like, yep, you got to learn. Sorry, if you're in business, I hate to tell you, you got to have a good message. <laughs> you got to learn a little bit about marketing. You got to know who your ideal client is. But this manifesting is also really the way of the future. It's like, it's it's really where we're going in in the world, mm. I think, in, and in the collective consciousness. So marrying, manifesting with intention, with really, you know, sound business practices is really the key to your business success. Absolutely. I agree. Beautiful. Well, thank you again, Katie. And I hope to have you on the show again. I appreciate that. Thanks so much. And I'd like to thank you so much for listening. And if you're loving this episode, go ahead and hit subscribe wherever it is you listen. And I'd be so, so grateful for a rating and review so more people can find us. And if you'd like help calling in your ideal people into your business, 
then download my PDF guide that reveals the five visibility blockers that are preventing your ideal clients from finding you. Your offerings are way too important to remain invisible, so this guide will help you be seen and get fully booked. You can find a link to download the guide on my website, alisonscammell.com, as well as in the show notes.